Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Western Montana, KKVU HD3 Stevensville, and 102.9 FM on K275BS Missoula. It's 4 o'clock. Welcome to Tutel and Nuanes, Montana's only statewide sports talk show. Broadcast on 102.9 ESPN Radio for Western Montana and across the state on SWX Television. I like football! Now, sports talk from Montana for Montana. Live from the Kurtz Polaris studio, here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanes. Montana. No fans at the big dance. No Weber State in the Big Sky Conference men's basketball tournament. No Montana Grizzlies in the women's tournament. It is Tutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television across the state and online. You can see us on YouTube, but you can't actually see us as such. You can watch the feed and listen in because Coulter and I are side by side in Boise, Idaho. I got up dark and early. I went up. I saw the Locksaw this morning. I saw the Salmon River, and I pulled into town, oh, just a little while ago, a couple hours ago, into uh, very sunny, very warm, relatively speaking, Boise, Idaho, and happy to be here for the Big Sky Conference Basketball Tournament alongside my partner, Coulter Nuanas, as always, and thanks for having us along board with you. We are uh, available to stream online all the time. You can listen to the station anytime you want and this show live no matter where you are at 1029 
ESPN.com. That stream is brought to us by Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. If you'd like to pick up your phone and call, you can still do that. We will still take calls. In fact, we're going to do a wing it Wednesday today. So uh, get your phone number set up, 329-1899. The phone number, area code 406-329-1899. All guests join us via the Rankings Brothers RV phone line. We are going to start today with a stunning development to uh, to me, which is Mark Emmert, the head of the NCAA, announcing there will be no fans, no fans in attendance for the NCAA men's or women's tournament due to the ongoing coronavirus, and we will discuss that at length. Uh, the ongoing con- uh, uh, conference tournament here in uh, Boise, which there's been open conversations about whether or not there was going to be restrictions here as we're sitting here watching Northern Arizona and uh, Iowa uh, excuse me, Idaho State play each other right now, so we will get into uh, all of that. We will get further in-depth with the Lady Grids. Their loss yesterday, 68-65 at the hands of Northern Arizona. We'll have some sound from you from Coach Shannon Schwain and from Senior McKenzie Johnston as well. And then at the top of the hour, we'll do a little bit of Wing It Wednesday with you and also get you set for the men's tournament for Montana and Montana State, which begins tomorrow. We will know uh, here pretty soon who the uh, ultimately who the final eight are going to be as uh, Weber State was already eliminated today. Idaho already eliminated today. And it's a good basketball game, by the way, as they play right now. 423 remaining in the game. And how about this? The 11th seed, Idaho State Bengals with a six-point lead over Northern Arizona. So still time left in a close basketball game, so we'll keep you updated on that. But an interesting game here nonetheless. But Coulter, we start today. First of all, hi, bud. What's up, Nice Josh? to see you in nice Boise, Idaho, you, back dude. at the old tournament here. Uh, I'm still I'm, I'm, I'm still heavy on the Z, just like in Missoula, Boise, right? Is that what Boise? doing that? I think it's Boise. Boise, that's what, the, that's what the kids say. What the locals say. I know. I slur it because I'm from Missoula, not Missoula, so I'm trying to work through that. Uh, but anyway, good to be here and uh, to be back in the building here at Century Lake Arena. Great venue and uh, fun to be back in town. But, Coulter, we start today with the announcement made just oh, 30 minutes ago, 45 minutes ago, that the NCAA men's and women's basketball tournaments will not have any fans in attendance at uh, all the regional sites and then obviously uh, across the board into the Super Regionals, Final Fours, etc. And uh, this is a surprising development to me. Mark Emmert uh, said in a statement today, quote, the NCAA continues to assess the impact of COVID-19, that is, of course, coronavirus, in consultation with public health health officials and our COVID-19 advisory panel. Based on their advice and my discussions with the NCAA Board of Governors, I have made the decision to conduct our upcoming championship events, including the Division I men's and basketball's uh, men's and women's basketball tournaments with only essential staff and limited family attendance. While I understand how disappointing this is for all fans of our sports, my decision is based on the current understanding of how COVID-19 is progressing in the United States. The decision is the best interest of the public health, uh, including that of coaches, administrators, fans, and most importantly, our student athletes. And he goes on from there. Coulter, I've been, I've been, I, as I was driving today, I listened to Sports Talk Radio in various towns. I listened to NPR in various towns as I was in. Coronavirus was the only thing that was being discussed today across the board. I mean, uh, Harvey Weinstein was sentenced to 23 years today, and nobody even knows it because everybody has been talking about this. And look, 
I also read about this in the because I didn't understand like all of a sudden this thing takes hold and everybody knows coronavirus coronavirus I don't even know what this thing is other than effectively it's the flu that doesn't have a, a, a vaccine associated with it yet which I guess is the problem right like if you can't vaccinate against it there's no real defense for it so you're just kind of stuck with it if you end up getting it and it could be very serious and obviously it can even be deadly in in, uh, in some situations the numbers according to the New York Times are that 80% of people who get coronavirus experience minimal symptoms and in, in, in the event that many people that have coronavirus right now probably don't even know that they have it because it's not being treated looked at because they're not having any particularly ill effects another 20% it has serious effects on and and they are in tough shape and in 2% of cases it can be deadly and that's that's obviously look man if you talk about a coronavirus spreading in a way where there's nobody that can you can you can't avoid getting it because there's no vaccine for it and 2% of that population passes away that's a lot of people right. so i I certainly respect and understand that, and we, you know, obviously, you, the public health, and especially in something like a sickness, what is now officially a pandemic, according to the World Health Organization, is a serious, serious issue. Also, it operates in much the same way the flu operates, and the flu, if you are either very young or very in particular very old in poor health have a hard immune system can be very serious to have just as that is and yet the reaction obviously to the flu or influenza is far less than what it is and again i understand completely there's a difference between having a a, a, a sickness a virus that has a vaccination associated with it and one that does not that said I, I just feel like the cart is so far ahead of the horse on this, I don't really know what to do. I mean, it, it is it is remarkable to me when you're talking about .00001% or something like that of, of the population that has, you know, that has been diagnosed with coronavirus that that all of a sudden there's going to be nobody in the building for the NCAA Men's and Women's Tournament and March Madness. And... Again, I mean, ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure and all of that. And so, you know, you you, you, you take those steps and everything like that. But I feel like it, it feels to me like a lot of decision-making is being made out of following other precedents that are coming from I'm not sure where and also just sort of out of fear, like just out of worry uh, about this rather than, you know, whether this precaution is in fact super helpful. I mean, like, I'm thinking, well, you can't just hand out hand sanitizer at the door to every single person that comes in, make a little gift pack out of it. I mean, you know. Okay, That's what they're doing here. <laughs> right. They are. They have little hand sanitizer. That's one of the prizes you can go get at the My Place Hotels booth. Right. What it's, good branding, because everybody's going to take it, oh, one. Oh, man. I mean, that's that, that's worth a, that's worth a, that's worth gold right now. So, I, I don't know, man. Like, I just, I I'm, I'm want to be sensitive to people who, you know, who have been sick, who are sick, and all of that kind of stuff. Also, I, I just haven't seen where some, I, I don't understand, not just this instance with the, with the NC2A tournament, but just in general, how all of a sudden this has taken such hold in the national and global consciousness. I mean, it's not just here, Serie A in Italy. No, they're not playing soccer or whatever. Their fans aren't going to those. So it's not, this is not an American phenomenon. This is a global one. And I don't even know where to start or what to say about this. I mean, the College Basketball Invitational Tournament has been officially canceled. Yeah. 
that will have an impact directly on the big sky because right. as we know on the women's side the WNIT is a secondary tournament for women's teams and usually three or four women's teams that don't make the NCAA tournament of the Big Sky Conference do make it to the WNIT. On the men's side, getting at large to the WNIT is, is pretty rare. Usually the only time a men's team gets to the men's NIT is if they win the league and then do not win the Big Sky Conference tournament. But the CBI has been a place where a lot of Big Sky teams have gone and played. And so that might cost some postseason experience, some postseason money, um, affect the budgets of some schools in the Big Sky, no doubt. There's all sorts of other things that are going on as well. You know, I mean, already, like you said, the NCAA canceling games. There's 80 colleges that have canceled classes until the end of the month. I, Montana State, I believe, is one of them. I should have gone to school later, later in life. <laughs> but there, it's so hard to talk about this without talking about politics, and that's definitely something that we don't really want to do on our show. I, I just can't grasp how this is effect, This is a worldwide thing, and there's countries around the world that are taking progressive action, just like America, but there's so much at least allegedly, reliable testing elsewhere in America. It's a very precarious situation because I just don't really know. I think there's a lot of disinformation, but more than anything, there's a lot of hysteria going on right now. Right. And the hysteria is what's spreading so wide. And See, I don't know if there's disinformation as much as there just isn't information. I mean, my my deal is that there's... I, I well, just right, haven't but, gotten a okay, so grasp but then of who, this. But yes, the hysteria is the, the upshot of this, right? Right. There is... I just got a message on Facebook, actually. Montana State has not canceled classes, so that is just hearsay. That is not an actual official um, procedure that's been passed down. Good real-time update. But, man, I mean, there's testing that is considered reliable in the countries that it's being tested in. But then in America, we say we don't have reliable testing yet. I don't, I don't understand why the country that's supposed to be the leader of the free world can't figure out how to test for this stuff. But that's just a whole political avenue that I don't think we need to go down. The fact of the matter is that epidemics and pandemics have been killing people for thousands and thousands of years. It's what the world uses as population regulation. And I think as people, especially in America, we don't like to believe that. We don't like to believe that sometime your time is just now. I'm not saying we're all going to die from this stuff, but I just think that the hysteria of it is, a, is far overblown in my personal opinion. And so you, you think you think it's there's a good chance that a good number of people are going to die, but you don't understand the hysteria. Seems like a, contra, a, a competing statements, Coulter. I think one of the biggest pieces, I think one of the biggest misperceptions is what the flu is. People think that if you have a stomach virus, you have the flu. That's not true. Right. Influenza, which there's multiple strains of influenza, is a devastating yes. virus yes. that is even more deadly, at least in terms of numbers, at this moment than coronavirus. Yeah. There's been flu influenza epidemics that have wiped millions of people off the earth. I mean, 
I, I just think that this is just, it's kind of the point of being overblown. Let's talk about, I, I, I just can't, I can't talk about all the rest of this stuff without going off the rails politically. Let's talk about the sports element I mean, of this. I, first of all, I got no idea what this even has to do with politics, and I don't <laughs> want to talk about this at all. So, yes. yes, let's talk about the basketball side of this. The, the reality is nobody's going to be in the stadium watching what is supposed to be, you know, the, 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 the most magical tournament in, like, American sports, right? The, the NC2A tournament is, like, the biggest deal in the world, and all of a sudden it's going to be hollow. You know, we saw this before in a baseball game. I think it was in Baltimore two years ago, three years ago. I don't even remember the event or the cause, what was going on, but for some reason they played the game, and but there were no fans allowed to the stadium to watch the game. And it was bizarre, man. I remember wanting, I didn't watch the game, but I watched the highlights because I wanted to see what it looked like to see a professional sporting event with no fans there. And it's Orioles baseball, man. It's not like there's 40,000 people at, at, you know, at Orioles park watching a regular season baseball game as it is it maybe they get 10 15 000 fans in there but it is a dramatic shift a dramatic change in the event and the atmosphere of the thing and this is going to be just bizarre man these the, these kids are going to be hearing you know the play-by-play guys sitting up there talking about them while they're trying to shoot free throws that's a weird thing and that is not normal in a setting like that the it's weird how the noise actually helps you focus right if you're a player in right this right right so the the talk of maybe what's going to happen here in Boise. So there's been no cases of coronavirus in Idaho. I believe there's been no cases in Montana either, right? That's my understanding, yes. No cases in Utah. So most of the places where teams are coming from and the place that we are in, there hasn't been any. But there's obviously been discussion here at this tournament. After the first game of the tournament between Sac State and Weber State, people, everybody was talking about it in the arena. And so a reporter came in and asked Brian Katz, who's a veteran coach at Sacramento State, what he thought. And he said, well, I have never really actually thought about it, but he said, for me, as a coach who likes to call a set play on almost every single possession, this sounds like my dream come true. He said, my kids will actually listen to me. He said, there's going to be no confusion over what we want to run. I might think this is the greatest thing ever. But he talked about how uh, a couple years back, you, you know how this living on the West Coast. Yeah. In cities like Portland and Seattle where it rains in the winter, but it hardly ever snows. When there's snow, it's like a natural disaster. Oh, yeah. The city shuts, the city shuts down. Yes. Nobody can get anywhere. That happened in Portland when Sac State was playing Portland State. And so all the roads were closed. So the only people that were in the gym because nobody could get there were the people that were working. So he said they played this game in front of like 60 people. They said it was totally bizarre, but also in a certain way totally enjoyable because your whole your team is just together. It's like yeah. playing in a city league game or something like that. So here's the thing I want to ask you, though. Obviously, this is terrible for the fans. It's going to impact the NCAA financially. It's going to impact communities that host these things. I mean, there's host sites in Spokane. It's a big economic Absolutely. boom. Absolutely. for Spokane. Yep. Salt Lake, I mean, some of these small cities in, in America, they make good money when people come to town. It's part of a huge boost for the local economy. That part, I think, is in, inarguable. I mean, we all are going to be saddened if this is really a reality and, and there is no NCAA tournament games. But it's fans. Or, excuse me, the fans, right? Yeah, yeah. But so often, especially in the host sites out west, there's a lot of people there that are supporting some of the top seeds that are fans of those teams. There's also just a whole bunch of people that go just to watch basketball. They buy their tickets months in advance. They don't care who's going to be there. I'm just going to go to the tournament in Spokane. I'm going to watch basketball for four days. 
and a lot of times they watch warm-ups and they decide who's their favorite team and a lot of times they like the underdog teams. right right and right. then all of a sudden you see the 13th seed hit three threes in a row now the whole arena it's, it's a home court advantage them, yes. because they all want right. the underdog to win yep yep i wonder if it kills what do you think is this going to kill the upset factor or at least impact the upset factor because you think conventional wisdom would say in an arena with no people that favors the more talented team I tend to agree with you, and you know, will it be an impact? Won't it? I guess we'll we'll, we'll see soon enough. I think that there's, let's put it like this: I don't see how there's a positive impact for the underdogs because you're right, they, the, the, the 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 sites get on those underdogs and it and they really boost them in a lot of ways. Um, here's what I want to know, Coulter: How high are the uh, television stations going to turn up the crowd mics? Because the crowd covers up a myriad of FCC uh, uh, fines no doubt. that take place in any given basketball game. And you and I sit courtside, and we have the great privilege of hearing all the conversations that are going on in these games. And look, you know, it's it's sports, it's high-level, you know, athletes doing, doing what they do and competing and stuff like that. But uh, it's going to be an interesting deal to see how the TV stations go about processing this and passing it along to the public. Uh, I think I think Showtime should get in on the mix. You know what I mean? Get a couple of those games going and see how it goes. I mean, <laughs> the big sky better hope that, that's the, that Jeff Linder and the Northern Colorado Bears don't make it to the tournament just for that exact reason. I mean, you talk about a guy who's intense and says uses some colorful language. Uh, definitely interesting point. Coulter, I don't know about you, but anymore, I just imagine the internet like taking a walk in the park. What do I mean by that? Well, basically, anybody can watch me all the time because I'm in the most public of places, no matter what it is that I'm doing. Even if I'm sitting at uh, a, a restaurant talking and my phone sitting there, I assume the president's listening to me because this is the level of paranoia I've got. If I ever had a business that had to function online, I don't know what I would do. Actually, yes, I do. I would be completely secure with Blackfoot Communications because I know at least they know how to keep this thing locked, secured, and private for me as a business owner. Your level of paranoia is certainly concerning, but also in some ways justified because this day and age, you do have to keep yourself safe. We have electronic tracking devices in our pockets. We're on the computer all the time, and you never know when the bad guys might come to get your information and all sorts of other things as well. Blackfoot certainly has you covered when it comes to keeping you secure. At Blackfoot Communications, they do deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to endpoint devices and remote data backup, all of it for businesses across the great state of Montana. They ensure your company's network is online, all the time. Safe, secure, and running as it needs to be. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. Right in front of our eyes. Talk about March Madness yep. and, and low seats riding the, the momentum of a crowd. Idaho State defeats Northern Arizona 64-62. That's the 11th seed, the last place Bengals. Only the second time ever in this tournament that the 11th seed has won a game. And that's of consequence to our listeners because... Idaho State moves on to play the University of Montana. That's amazing. That's actually, excuse me, that's not true. The Grizz get, no, the Grizz are the three seed, right? So they get, they, they would, they play the winner of this game, right? I'm so used to thinking of the Grizz as the it, one it seed. It doesn't get reseeded, correct? It does not get reseeded. So, so Montana, Montana will play, will play Idaho, Idaho State. State. Montana's coaching staff is sitting courtside. All four of them, Travis DeCure, Chris Cobb, Zach Payne, and Jay Flores, all sitting courtside. And, uh, 
I'd be interested, interested to hear their take because, as we know, NAU beat Montana less than two weeks ago. NAU's a scary team with a lot of good players in their starting lineup. Honestly, the team that Montana took care of business the most against, with the exception when they won in Cheney against Eastern Washington, I thought the most thorough effort Montana had down the stretch was against Idaho State. Mm-hmm. So Pridget Florida with a triple-double, and the Grizz basically led from opening tip to final buzzer. So David's talked a lot about the the uh, luck rank of Montana, and they yeah. you know they did get to play Portland State on their home court without Sal Nuhu and Matt Hauser. They got to play Weber State on their home court without Jared Harding. And now they get to play the 11 seed in the t- in the tournament, not the 6 seed. Here's what I'm going to say about that, Coulter. To th- 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 this is what I'm going to say. Montana State won yesterday, the women, yep. by five against Northern the Colorado. seed. Yep. Okay. We've just seen an upset here, the 11 taking down the 6. Idaho State, who was the worst team in the Big Sky Conference in the regular season. We talked in the context of the Lady Grizz about whether it would be good for them to play in the first round just to play a team that, that they would beat, potentially, or expected to beat. Now, it didn't work out for them to get a bye, obviously, because they lost. But all I'm saying is you don't want to play in the first day. You just don't want to right. do it, man. You're playing with fire in the tournament because it's just it just gets weird. And give it, give it up to the Bengals, man. They held on down the stretch. It was a, this was a one point game with six seconds to go, and uh, Idaho State managed to get to the line, make a couple of free throws, and then Northern they fouled Northern Arizona before they could get a three attempt up. Made the first free throw, missed the second on purpose, couldn't get the rebound. Ball game, 64-62, the final. So Idaho State, like you said, going to play the Grizzlies uh, tomorrow in uh, in the three eleven matchup uh, in the uh, in the quarterfinal. So. So yeah, that is a uh, that is a surprising development, and certainly an interesting one for the Montana Grizzlies. It's this is going to come down to th- 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 this. This brings a a new mental factor to the table for the Grizz, because if you are the three seed, you are then most likely assuming you're going to play the six. Yeah, I mean the eleven seeds only won one game in this tournament ever, and that was when Randy Onwasu went. Went crazy. Straight bananas and yeah. scored 46 points, the all-time tournament record, to beat Montana State in triple overtime, one of the most unbelievable games I've ever covered in my entire life. But now, if, you, if you've been sitting there thinking in the back of your mind, we're going to play NAU, and we're going to use both, you know, the last loss against NAU as motivation. Right. Well, now you got to revamp. That's no problem with Travis DeCure and his guys. They'll, they'll stay up all night getting a scout ready. They'll, they'll be ready to roll in terms of prepared for Idaho State, no question. Yep. But you can't let then your players, because your players were probably definitely assuming you're going to play in the year. Yes. And get themselves mentally ready for it. Now you can't let them be apathetic and be like, oh, we're playing the bottom seed. We're good. We're going to cruise in the first round. Because obviously Idaho State is going to have all the momentum in the world. I mean, they need to believe. They're the Absolutely. worst team in the league, and now they just won the biggest game of their season in their home state. So this, this is why it's not the tournament or the playoffs. It's just the second season. It just starts over again. Man. Exactly. Just, uh, exactly. And there there will be people. The Grizz have had a great following at this tournament. There will be people in the stands from Montana, but now they're going to play a school where there's people in the stands from the other school, too. There's a lot of Bengals fans here. This was a pretty we're not, good We're crowd. not far from Pocatello. We're, we're about not three and a half far, hour you know? drive. So it, it's, there was a lot of Bengals fans here, and Idaho State's women are still alive as well. So who knows? Maybe a couple more people drive on down from Pocatello. Who, who knows? But uh, that is a, uh, that's a huge upset that has ramifications 
in terms of the quarterfinals tomorrow, specifically for the Grizz. Tutel and Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Coulter and I are in Boise, Idaho at the CenturyLink Arena here in the uh, basically city center of the uh, capital of Idaho. Happy to be along with you, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana. Carl Tyler, Missoula Volkswagen, home of Carl Tyler's lifetime powertrain warranty. Remember that, Carl Tyler Auto Group. We'll take a quick break. On the other side, the Lady Grizz. We talked about this game. We were on the air when they ultimately fell uh, yesterday, Coulter, but we got sound for you from uh, from yesterday from the press conference from both Shannon Twain and Mackenzie Johnston. We'll bring that to you right after this. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. But with the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. Coulter, we were on the air yesterday as the Lady Grizz fell 68-65 in Northern Arizona, ending their season without a win in the in the tournament uh, in Boise. They did get the bye. They were the 14, but nonetheless fall in that 4-5 matchup. When you look at it from the outside, you go, well, the four and the five, it could be anybody's game, that sort of thing. But when you look at this in the context of the lineage of the University of Montana and the arc of the last four years under Shannon Schwain, it takes on a very different light. We wanted, though, to play for you some sound from the press conference uh, afterwards because we weren't able to get that sound turned around yesterday. So they were first going to hear from Mackenzie Johnston, uh, the uh, outstanding senior for the Lady Grizz, first-team all-conference player for the Lady Grizz, just answering a question about what went through her mind when that final buzzer sounded and what turned out to be her last collegiate game. Honestly, it was I didn't feel like it was real. Um, once I heard it, it was kind of a shock that your season's done when you hear it. Um, I don't know, going into that, I had all the confidence. It was a great play we drew up and, and we had an open shot. Um, but, yeah, I was just well, you're never ready to be done, and uh, and especially you know in, the, in that first game, Colts are so very disappointing, understandably. And man, I tell you what, I think I've probably seen Mackenzie Johnston in more press conferences after difficult losses, and after a couple of great wins, but after some difficult losses. And you want to talk about the character of a kid to sit up there, answer the questions, talk to the media carry yourself with great dignity and class at all times. I just couldn't be more impressed with her as a person and obviously as a basketball player as well. But I'll tell you what, in a moment like that, uh, just just tremendous, even though, you know, it's sad always when, when any team that loses a game, but to hear, hear that is tough. What a humbling and unfortunate and probably in some ways there's a silver lining to it too learning experience for her because if you remember Kent Mackenzie Johnson you know growing up in Anaconda she was on some of those great AAU teams that you know were that came before her with girls like 
Tori Hill and Allie Hurley. They're such great Anaconda right. women's basketball players. Then she, then she moves to Helena. And at Helena Capital, she was one of the great multi-sport stars in the state of Montana. Multiple podium finishes in volleyball. A state championship in basketball. One of the best softball players in the state. She did nothing but win. And oh, by the way, she was the valedictorian of her high school. She kind of got a full-ride academic scholarship to any university in the state of Montana without being a phenomenal basketball player. And then she comes to Montana, and she's thrust into action early. She has to be the primary ball handler for four consecutive years. She also has to be the primary scorer for four consecutive years. There's all sorts of what-ifs in sports, and it's what makes sports so bittersweet. But you just have to wonder, what if? What if Mackenzie Johnson would have come a little bit earlier? Or what if she would have gotten to be paired with a great scoring guard or, or a great scoring post? Who knows? I mean, at the end of the day, her individual numbers are outstanding. 1,398 career points, 515 career assists, seventh in Lady Grizz history in scoring, fourth in Lady Grizz history in assists. My first team all Big Sky nod in her senior year. And oh, by the way, she was pretty much forced to be the spokesman of the program. And like you said, sit up there and talk about all the disappointments of the four, the worst four-year stretch in the history of the program. For her to do that like she did with as much class as she did, and she never shied away from it. She was never grumpy. She was polite and classy every single press conference that she was in. I, we've interviewed her dozens of times over the last four years. Right. Congratulations to her because the amount that that is going to teach you is probably even more than all the successes you might experience in sports. To, to be individually as great as she was and have to go through all the losing that she went through and still come out on the other side and have a positive attitude. Uh, she, she's somebody that little girls should look up to because she's an amazing, amazing player. And uh, it's really too bad for her that that's the way that it had to go down. Shannon Schwein, uh, also, of course, in the press conference answering questions. And this one, in regards to this particular game and the, the seniors on this team and how they played in it, how she felt like they they did as a group, the, the, the graduating seniors from this team, here's what she had to say. Uh, Taylor, the three she made in the corner was huge and then made some tough uh, dribble jumpers, home penetration that were the types of shots you know, your seniors take over and do. Um, Emma had some great shots in there as well. And you know, like I said, you know, she's, a, she's been leading us from three. I thought that was a great shot for her in her favorite spot. And, uh, you know, Kenzie does what Kenzie does. When it's tight and it's tough, she goes in there and just plants and goes up and has one of the most beautiful dribble jumpers I've ever been around. So that's her talking about kind of the game itself, but she also answered a question regarding, you know, the four seniors who are who have been with her the whole time through this. The first graduating class that was with, uh, uh, or three, excuse me, three three seniors three years Sophia for Styles. four years. Uh, excuse me. Yeah, but, Sophia Styles ended up having to redshirt. She's right. part of that class when she hurt her knee. And Gabby Harrington sort of joined that class, but that she had that redshirt right. year as well. So there's the, the, that group of five has been together for four years. That, and now we'll see what the future holds um, just for the, the program in general. But Shannon asked about, yeah, so the three graduating seniors but who've been with her for all four years, and this is the first graduating class that doesn't have any history with Coach Selvig coming from before. And so what, what this group means to her and the way that they're tied together, this is what she said. 
special me because they've been extremely supportive through some tough times. I mean, not just uh, you know starting as head coach, but uh, the injuries we had to such key players and good friends of theirs, and uh, you know they kept me going anytime something like that happened. I'd get a text from them or a message from them, encouraging me that we're going to get through this, we're going to do this uh, together, and just an incredible young lady to be around. So there you go, an emotional Shannon Schwain talking about her seniors and uh, and and the time that they've had together. And you know it is. I mean, it's it's you, you go through something like this, and everybody's working hard, and everybody comes together, and then you got this four years, and then and then it's over. And when it's over like that, and 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 really with you know one one postseason win against Sacramento State two years ago is is right. the extent of what these what the lady Grizz have done in the postseason in those four years is very very tough man and it, it does it's it's you know certainly an emotional thing for the for the players and coaches involved and a, and a difficult one as well and then you sit here and you go well okay where you know where do you go from here what is the next step forward for the program and and uh, and for montana women's basketball it was really it, it was tough to ask questions in that thing because yeah. all the girls were so emotional and I mean especially because we're media in Missoula too I mean we're gonna have time to circle around with with these people you know I mean rubbing it in their face the disappointments of what they just went through when they just lost it's just, it's so tough to navigate sure. those sorts of situations but. It's a wildly disappointing year because the big sky was wide open this year. I mean, I think that on one hand you could say that they got a buy for the first time in four years, but on the other hand, like you've made the point, Eastern Washington and Weaver State were free wins this year. Second half of the year, Sac State was a free win. So there's five, and maybe if you just include Sac State the whole duration, there's six free wins in the league. So basically you went six and seven in league play other than the freebies. I don't. I don't really know how. To, <clears throat> excuse me. I don't really know how to evaluate where they're at, and I don't know where they go from here. They do have one phenomenal piece to build on in the future, and that's Jamie Pickens. Sophia Styles' health will definitely be a huge key. But all three of the redshirts, all three of the seniors, they redshirted, and I think that. Uh, so they did have a little bit of experience being around Robin Selvig, and I think that that's definitely something that's probably in the back of their minds you know just watching what the lady grizz once were and and what they have become and it's going to be an interesting situation because where do you go you have a guy that's your head coach for 38 years and then you hire the greatest player in program history who has been a part of the program for more than 30 years yeah where do you go from there i mean there'll, there'll be plenty of qualified candidates but what direction do you take the program if you don't renew shan Schwain? i'm not really sure and what's the situation like with everything internally as well? I mean, her husband's the track coach. She has multiple daughters on the team. I just I don't know where you turn if you're Montana. And it's going to be probably the number one story that we monitor this offseason going into the summer going into next year. Sutel Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio. If you're in the market for a new truck, get to Mildenberger Motors in Hamilton for the best deals and the best trucks, Duramax, Chevy, or GMC. It's even more poignant, Coulter, because we are counting down 52 minutes from right now to opening tip, and two teams are warming up in front of us. So the number one seed to Montana State Bobcat women's team and Northern Arizona. I mean, this this was three points away, four points away, for being in Cat Grizz 3, and, you know, 
and and great buildup and excitement, you know, for the state of Montana, certainly for Montana State. You know, everything's out there in front of them, of course, and they have huge aspirations and expectations uh, uh, on this tournament and, and moving on to the big dance. But uh, what a you know what a matchup because I mean, how often do Montana and Montana State really play in the postseason? It doesn't. It has not happened very often, and even even less than you would you would expect it to actually happen somewhat regularly. It doesn't happen that much. Well, totally. I mean, so often it's because, I mean, the Big Sky Tournament used to only qualify six teams. Right. And a lot of times, especially on the Montana State side, there was hard, they had hard times qualifying. Mm-hmm. And the last time I, I can remember the Grizz and the Cats playing each other in the Big Sky Tournament in men's basketball was when Dan Trammell had the two-handed putback dunk to beat the top-seeded Bobcats in Bozeman. That was one of the great runs the team has ever gone on as the sixth seed. The Montana Grizz went all the way to the NCAA tournament, beat the Bobcats on their home court in the semifinals, and then beat Eastern Washington. Uh, the Lady Grizz and the, and the Bobcat women have played in the tournament. I remember the, the first real breakthrough Trisha Binford had in her program was in 2010 when it was our, her fifth season, and the Lady Grizz hosted the tournament, and Binford's Bobcats went in as, I believe, the five seed. And they were kind of an upstart team, but then uh, they ended up making it to the championship game, but they got absolutely just destroyed. They lost by like 40-plus points in that thing, but they did get to the championship game. So um, and we have not seen a lot of Cat matchups. Correction from David, which is a good one. I misspoke. Sophia Styles is a third-year sophomore. Remember, because she, she played as a freshman, then she hurt her knee, came back this year. It's Maddie Schoening that I was thinking of. That's the, oh, okay. the fourth-year junior. I knew that there was a group of, of the four, uh, the three seniors and the two fourth-year juniors um, as part of this program, too. The other thing that, I mean, you don't want to speculate too much, but roster overturn has been gigantic at Montana for the Lady Grizz in off-seasons. Do we see another exodus? You, you know me. I, I read into body language a ton. Pre-game, in-game. You read into everything a ton. You're a conspiracy theorist. That's Pre, what you are. Pre-game, in-game, and post-game. Reading the emotions of athletes, the way that they react. I thought that the we see it all the time in these tournaments because you're going to have seniors where they they just played their last game, and the moment it washes over them. And Jarek Harding, he almost had to chuckle before then he was like, it, 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 you could tell it hit him, and he, he kind of was stunned, and then he got really upset. Trayvon Allen, after Idaho lost, he stood on the middle of the court and looked out and looked at everybody and enjoyed it, enjoyed the moment. You know, the last time being in Idaho, and he kind of just tried to soak it in. And sometimes you, it's like a sense of shock. You can see the shock and the disappointment. What I saw for the Lady Grizz, they drew up that play in the timeout, and you could see the nerves amongst the entire group. They executed the play. Emma Stockholm misses the corner three that would have tied the game. And it wasn't like the bubble burst. It wasn't this state of shock. It was just pure deflation, pure, pure despondence. And it was it was really, really, really strange to watch, but I also thought just telling in terms of first of all, the pressure that the program's under. I think that's one factor we haven't talked about that much. Yeah. The number one thing the Lady Grizz have sold in recruiting forever, since Jan and Kate played, is tradition. So you are well aware of the tradition. You are well aware of all the banners, all the championships, all the NCAA tournament bursts. That, that's what they sell you in recruiting. So then when you are part of the teams that are having, you know, the first, second, and third losing seasons in a 20-year span, I mean, Robin Sylvie had one losing year. It was the year they moved to Dahlberg Arena and their two best players got hurt. 
Other than that, no losing season. So to have three in a row to go through that, the noise, the pressure, the media attention you receive, I mean, it comes with all the perks and all the, the downfalls, right? right? I mean, there is nobody else in the league that draws 3,000-plus fans. There's nobody else in the league that has an endless string of media requests and doing press conferences and all this stuff. So when you're having to talk about it all the time, I think that impacts your mentality. It puts a lot of pressure on you. But I just thought that how deflated they were after the game. Just the pure despondence yeah. across the roster. It wasn't hugs and enjoying the moment or even, you know, some sort, some sort of surprise. It was just everybody by themselves walking off the court with a glum look on their face, yeah. and it was it was definitely hard to watch. Stu Tony Wanis, one of two ninety ESPN Radio. Uh, we'll take a break, and uh, as Colt said, we will of course you know monitor this as it goes, and uh, and and see and look for what uh, what action Kent Haslam decides to take because he will have to take some action. It's it's there right. there's no doing nothing at this point, uh, and so uh, we'll 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 see how that goes and what the divergent paths uh, end up uh, end up being here. On the other side, though. The men's tournament, the first round, is in the books. Three games taking place today. We'll tell you who won, who lost, and what the matchups are into the quarterfinals. Tutel Nguan is back right after this. Coulter, I don't know about you, but anymore, I just imagine the internet like taking a walk in the park. What do I mean by that? Well, basically, anybody can watch me all the time because I'm in the most public of places, no matter what it is that I'm doing. Even if I'm sitting at a, a, a restaurant talking and my phone sitting there, I assume the president's listening to me because this is the level of paranoia I've got. If I ever had a business that had to function online, I don't know what I would do. Actually, yes, I do. I would be completely secure with Blackfoot Communications because I know at least they know how to keep this thing locked, secured, and private for me as a business owner. Your level of paranoia is certainly concerning, but also in some ways justified because this day and age, you do have to keep yourself safe. We have electronic tracking devices in our pockets. We're on the computer all the time, and you never know when the bad guys might come to get your information and all sorts of other things as well. Blackfoot certainly has you covered when it comes to keeping you secure. At Blackfoot Communications, they do deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to endpoint devices and remote data backup, all of it for businesses across the great state of Montana. They ensure your company's network is online, all the time. Safe, secure, and running as it needs to be. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. Great to be with you on this very fine Wednesday. Coulter and I in Boise, Idaho at CenturyLink Arena. Thanks for letting us be on board with you wherever you are, whatever you're up to, cruising around the state of Montana. We appreciate that very much. And Coulter, is, we're getting ready for the first corner f- final matchup in the women's tournament between Montana State and Northern Arizona. Three games took place, the initial three games of the men's tournament earlier today, this morning, heading into this afternoon. Weber State, Sacramento State, Idaho, Southern Utah, and Northern Arizona versus Idaho State. And uh, the first two... Well, the first matchup, I guess, was kind of a toss-up, right? Weber State, Sacramento State. I think a lot of people, myself included, liked Weber State in this matchup with Jarek Harding going. And you just you just never bet against the Wildcats in a situation like this with Randy Ray and everything else. Sacramento State, give them credit. They were uh, John, o- John Oglesby told us yesterday you wouldn't be surprised if they were a team that went on a roll. Well, they got the first one done, and they beat Weber State this morning. 
First of all, in terms of giving credit to the kids that really played well for Sac State, Sac State has three guys on their team that I have no idea how to go about even trying to say their names. So we just won't. We, we, we just will leave it alone. Yeah. But Sac State, Randy Ray, I thought after the game, Weber State head coach. By the way, at eight point. 62-54 was the final. Yeah. Jarek Hardy finished with 33 points in, in a 54-point effort by Weaver State. So basically, Brian Katz, Sac State's head coach, he employed the exact same strategy as they did when they played in Sacramento. That game that they played in Sacramento, Jarek Hardy scored 44 points, the season high in the big sky by any player this season. He broke the all-time Weaver State scoring record, and yet Sac State still only gave up 69 in that game. Just like he scored 33 today, they gave up 54. Yeah. They basically shut out everybody else. Cody John. Nobody else in double figures for nope, Weber State. Nobody, Cody John did not play well. But I thought Randy Ray, after the game, Weber State's head coach, he said, first of all, the game plan was perfect. Sac State does not, cannot, and has not made shots. These guys on their team cannot shoot. We made them shoot. They made shots. We'll live with it. Our guys executed the game plan perfectly. But he also said this was absolutely the hardest year of his 14th-year career, and this is the most unforgettable team he's ever coached. He said it's his favorite team he's ever coached. He's, he gave them so much credit for their ability to fight through. He told me they haven't practiced, not one time in five weeks. No practice. Wow. Because they have nobody to practice. Jarek Harding is just a walking mess yeah. from head to Mash toe. Unit, the kid yeah. is just hes so messed up. Cam Davis, they're pit, transfer from Pitt, who was supposed to be a huge impact player. His knee dislocates all, all the time. You can see him working it back in on the bench. Credit to him for even being able to return and play. From top to bottom, they I mean, they had multiple season-ending injuries that cost some guys that were not able to return to the lineup. Short bench. So, I mean, Weber State, that's only, Randy's been there for 14 years. That's only their second losing season. That's, that is an anomaly, to say the least. I know there's been a lot of passionate fans that have said, you know, Randy Ray's best days are behind him. I mean, give me a break, man. Every coach in the league would say Randy Ray's the best coach in the league. They all say he's the best coach in the right. league. I think that they just—I think they had a couple different things that this, the injury thing was just completely out of their control. You can only do so much when I'm the when I'm the last guy suiting up yeah, and got to go right. out and play. You know, right? And and the Sac State game—it was a bad matchup for him because Sac is going to physically. Uh, I mean, they they were knocking hard into the court over and over again. Credit to him, he made 12 free throws. I think he drew 11 fouls, but they were hammering him and. It, it was getting to him, even though he did score at a prolific level. The kid, Jerry Harding, is one of the most unorthodox and spectacular scorers you will ever see. Yeah. Sometimes it, it, it defies conventional wisdom the way he goes about. When they'll set him a ball screen, he'll read it wrong, go the wrong way, but beat it to the spot, split the double, get to the rim, shoot some acrobatic over behind the head. I mean, he had a couple finishes where it's like, first of all, how high can this guy jump? Yeah. Second of all. How on earth did you make that when you got completely undercut and you're four feet off the ground falling face first into the court yeah. and you make it? And then you get up and get the and one to make the free throw. I'm not sure we're ever going to see a score like him. But it was, a, it was a good effort by Sac State. I thought they had a good game plan to shut out everybody else. And now they move on. And honestly, Easter Washington Weaver State just played a little while ago. Easter took care of business very easily. I'd be more concerned about the matchup with Sac State if I was Eastern Washington yeah. because Sac State, in neutral site tournaments, the teams that don't rely on shooting, have it, it evens the playing field so much because you just never know when you're going to just be broke. You never know when you're going to have like an Idaho women last year where they just could not hit a three. 
Sexton, they don't have to worry about that because they're trying to play a 58-54 game. The way that they play defense, if they can man up and guard Eastern Washington, that could be a slugfest that maybe people didn't expect in the quarterfinals, and maybe the top seed gets pushed right out the gate. Uh, the uh, second game, Idaho and Southern Utah. Southern Utah holds serve. They parlay the win at at uh, Missoula against the University of Montana in the last week or the last game, excuse me, of the uh, regular season on senior night into a win against Idaho, who, again, Trayvon Allen, an absolutely spectacular individual talent. He ends up being a second-team all-league guy. He would have been a first-team on a better team. He'd doing the exact same thing he did now. If they got four or five more wins, he would have been a first-team guy, but ends up on the second team. But nonetheless, Idaho can't overcome. They lose by 675, uh, 75-69 to Southern Utah. I know I had it down to two with about 30 seconds to go. Questionable call. Dre Marine goes to the free throw line because of it. He knocks down two free throws to put him about four. Mm-hmm. Trayvon Allen comes down, shoots a three that looked good, goes off the front rim, and then the ball careened at him, and he followed his shot. And so Utah's defensive guy was just right in front of him. And so it's a bang-bang play, and boom, he draws his fifth foul, and so he's got to go to the bench for the last 30 seconds. With his team down four, and without him, they didn't have anybody else to get the yeah. ball to. But he finishes his individually spectacular career with 35 points. And when we were talking about like the lessons learned by somebody like Mackenzie Johnston, it's very similar. You know, Jared Harding, the injury thing, that's just bad luck. You know, th- right. there's, it's not like I mean, he, he deserves a ton of credit for being able to have the courage to persevere through, through it, it. and yeah. not. And you know, he played 40 minutes today, even though he's hurting, hurting, hurting. But Trayvon Allen, it would have been so easy for Trayvon Allen to leave. Trayvon Allen could. Transferred somewhere, a lot of places. I mean, he, he could have gone a lot of different places and played somewhere else. But he, he's a lineage kid, a legacy kid at Idaho. His dad played football there. He's got a bunch of family members there. And he's representing for his people. I mean, he's a part of the Nez Pierce tribe uh, in Lapua, Idaho. And he, he talked to me in our interview extensively about how this is bigger than him. He's representing for his people. He's representing for his family. He's representing for the University of Idaho, which is a place that he grew up going to games on the campus and rooting for Idaho. We talk about how rare it is to have Montana kids playing for Montana. It's even more rare to have Idaho kids right. playing at Idaho. And so for him to stick it out and go through the rebuilding of last year, a five-win team with eight freshmen on it, and then Don Berlin gets fired for a bunch of hogwash, they had a mass exodus. Everybody on their team left. Yeah. I mean, they had eight guys in the transfer portal in the span of like two weeks. It was insane. Traylon Allen wasn't one of them. He bought into it. He stayed. And to endure that year, I mean, only four league wins, it's really too bad for him. But he had three straight 30-point games to finish his career, and, and he put on a show here today with a ton of his family in the stands. So on yeah. an individual perspective, you got to feel happy for him. But Southern Utah, I mean... They're always the bracket buster in this tournament. That's right. They always win two, at they, least two, right? They, they looked, they actually looked tight and nervous in this game today, but uh, but they got it done, and now they get another shot. Northern Colorado, they played Northern Colorado three years in a row in this tournament. They beat them two years in a row in this tournament, so we'll uh, we'll see how that plays out. But Southern Utah has been the team that's taken out the two seed each of the last two years, so we'll see if they can make it three in a row. The other game that we're going to get to on the other side of the hour is the uh, Northern Arizona 
uh, uh, Idaho State game and an upset. Idaho State winning that game against NAU, and so the Bengals will face the Grizzlies tomorrow, which turns into what was good, what was supposed to be right. The three six matchup becomes the three eleven matchup, and so we will get into uh, that matchup as well as the Montana State Portland State matchup uh, two in the next hour. But we want to do right now is Wednesday, man. Can we do a little wing it Wednesday? 329-1899, 329-1899. Big Sky Conference basketball tournament themed questions. 329-1899. Give us a call. We'll, we'll help you out with this stuff, okay? Cool. Just got some questions for you, and uh, and I got some insights, so we're going to get you there. 329-1899. Uh, we'll do a wing it Wednesday on the other side right after this. Colter, it's tax season, man. It's all, you know, it's, it's sitting there weighing you down like an elephant on your shoulders. But guess what? It could be a great time. You could get money, people. You could go get your money where they need to go, Coulter, to go get the best tax advice and uh, and get their returns done. Oil Devney Meyer for more than 40 years has been giving back to the Missoula community. They're absolutely the most community-oriented tax organization in the city of Missoula. So give them a call if you need any help with your taxes, or you can go to bdmcpa.com. Oil Devney Meyer been kind enough to donate their live reads for the month of, month of March to two different organizations, including the Kiao Powwow. The Kiao Powwow is the largest student-run powwow in the United States. It's taking place April 17th and 18th at the Adams Center, as well as Shriver Gym on the University of Montana campus. One thing that's really fun from a sports angle, which actually I think you and I should go check one of these, a couple of these out. I've been to it. There's going to be a basketball tournament, so you know there's going to be some of the best ballers from around the state of Montana playing in that. Uh, The basketball tournament will take place both at the Adams Center and Shriver Gym April 17th and 18th. There's room for 14 men's teams, 10 women's teams, a double elimination tournament. Registration forms are available online. You can check out umt.edu and just search K-Y-I-Y-O. $350 $350 entry. you got to have eight people on your team. But if you want to go play in a really fun and exciting tournament or you want to just go watch a really fun and exciting tournament, look forward to that. April 17th and 18th at the Kiao Powwow. This read brought to you by Boyle, Devney, and Meyer, your trusted name in tax services for more than 40 years. 329-1899. Wing it Wednesday. We'll get your wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern. A couple of trivia questions right after this. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus. <laughs> 